Hi, I'm Dennis Song, and I'm the natural medicine pharmacist. I own Flower Mound Pharmacy. That's in Flower Mound, Texas, just north of the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. Today, we're going to talk about the COVID virus. So, has everybody gone crazy? Has gone overboard? There's just too much information. Um, you, you really can't escape it. It's, it's not just locally, it's nationally, it's, it's globally. Well, hopefully this podcast will clarify uh, some of the information that you're receiving. Three things I want to point out first off. The COVID-19 virus is very serious. It is a short-term problem. We will get through this, but we need to learn lessons. So those three things in mind, let's go ahead and get into um, kind of what we're going to talk about today. First, I'd like to talk about some facts and history about the coronavirus, the corona SARS, and the COVID-19. Second, I'd like to give you some opinion. Now, opinion, you hear that all the time. At uh, Flyer Mound Pharmacy, we have a evidence-based approach. What does that mean? It's more of a scientific approach. Any statement, any claim, uh, anything that we say, we're going to back up with, with clinical or scientific data. Now, we're going to go into a little bit about how do you know if that data or that source is good a trusted source, they call it. And we'll go into that a little bit too. And finally, I'd like to talk about the recommendations. Uh, recommendations that we've compiled from different sources. The NIH, the CDC, the World Health Organization, local health departments. Uh, you hear recommendations, you hear uh, tidbits, anecdotal tidbits of information. We're going to kind of summarize that and tell you what our recommendations are. But first, let's Let's find out what exactly is COVID-19, the coronavirus. So let's look at a little history here. Um, the COVID virus, our coronavirus, um, actually, specifically the SARS-CoV-2, uh, that is the specific coronavirus, um, started in China and now involves two dozen countries plus more. Um, and 8,000 cases and 800 plus deaths. And as you realize, the information I give you changes almost hourly. So this was based as of uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, if you look at the different kinds of, if you go, if we step back a little bit and look at the different kinds of coronavirus. So the coronavirus is a common virus. It's a, it could be a common cold. There's different types of viruses. There's rhinoviruses, rotaviruses. Um, good example, rhinovirus. A rhinovirus is a common cold to an adult, but to a, a young child, it could be very serious, if not lethal. A real thick mucus uh, production. So different viruses exhibit different characteristics. Uh, but the coronavirus has been around. Um, in fact, uh, what we did is we looked at comparisons of the different pandemics from the swine flu to SARS to Ebola to MERS and then the COVID-19. And of those, the SARS, MERS, and COVID-19 were all forms of the coronavirus. So the coronavirus, as I mentioned, it could be something as, as, as uh, mild as a common cold. Um, the, then there are more serious forms. And we'll talk about what this COVID is called the SARS-CoV-2 slash COVID-19, that specific virus. 
But let's let's look at the the pandemics, what what's happened, and and how serious that is. Starting with the f- swine flu that happened in um, 2009 and 2010, there was about 1.4 billion cases, and estimated 200 to 500,000 deaths. SARS, uh, which was a coronavirus, was in 2002 and 2003. Um, that there were about 8,000 cases and 770 deaths. Uh, Ebola. Ebola was in 2014, 2016. Uh, that came from wild animals. Um, there were about 28,000 cases with 11,000 deaths. MERS. MERS was a coronavirus. Uh, there was about 2,500 cases with 850 deaths. Now, the data that we're looking at, before I go over the COVID-19, is not as precise, is not as, as, as uh, fine-tuned, let's put, put it that way, um, as the COVID-19. We've never had a virus that I have, in, in my 37 years as a pharmacist, seen that has been studied so intensely, and so, so um, specifically as this one. So COVID-19, let's look at that one. COVID-19 actually started in, um, it's, it's called COVID-19, Coronavirus 2019, because it actually started and was found in Wuhan, China, around November, December of 19. So that's why they named it that. So as of March 18th, there worldwide, there are uh, 217,436 cases. And as of two, as March 18th, as of yesterday, there were a little short of 9,000 deaths, 8,900 deaths. So that kind of puts it in perspective of the different types of pandemics over the last 10 years. A couple things to uh, to mention about the, the facts that I just gave you. Again, the reporting for COVID-19 is very, very detailed and very sophisticated. We didn't have that with the swine flu. That's why the estimate is a broad range um, from 200 to 500,000. The um, previous pandemics had a higher mortality so more people died from the previous pandemics, the COVID-19, except for the H1N1, and that was uh, the swine flu, 2009 and 2010. And that was probably due to the fact that we had medications. We had, um, we had uh, uh, Tamiflu to treat that. So this is a serious, this is a serious condition. Um, and it's serious because we've studied it so intensely. We found out that even though the the death rate or mortality rate may not be as high, it spreads very quickly. And um, in fact, we look at how fast it spreads. Uh, so how many people will get sick um, after one person is sick? How many people that will that one sick person infect? So if we look at COVID virus, uh, it looks like it's one person can infect two and a half other people. To give you a range, MERS, influenza, Ebola, uh, and SARS and mumps um, range from 0.8 to 4.5. That's how many people one sick person can infect. Uh, so it falls right in the middle. You compare that to rubella, smallpox, and uh, measles, measles being the most, that's 16 people that one sick person can infect. That's why it's very important to protect ourselves from uh, diseases that we have vaccinations for. So uh, if you haven't got your measles uh, vaccination, that is you, it's usually in the tetanus and diphtheria, or it's called Tdap, uh, you can get that, and I would highly recommend it. We don't see smallpox anymore because we vaccinated for that, but that was highly infectious too. For one, sick, one person that was sick, they could infect six more people. 
And then rubella is the other one. That's the same. And rubella for one sick person, they could infect six other people. So what is concerning about this, this, this condition, even though it may not be as serious as far as the death rate, it is a, it's, it's a novel virus. It's new. We don't know about it. It spreads very, very fast. Um, so let's look at some more history of this. Uh, we, now we know there's different types of coronavirus. And specifically, we're going to focus in on the COVID-2 slash SARS slash COVID-19. That's the, vac that's the, the uh, virus that we're talking about specifically. Um, so how is it transmitted? It's transmitted through respiratory droplets, coughing and sneezing. That's why it's very, very important to cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. Um, that's why it's very important to have this social distancing, six feet or more. Um, you know, that's the main transmission of this disease. Uh, the um, incubation time. So how long does it take to be to be infected. Incubation time could be three to seven days up to two weeks with the average being 12 and a half days. So it looks like the 14 days that most everybody is being quarantined if they are uh, known to be exposed, that, um, that that's how they arrived at that number. Uh, now the World Health Organization, WHO, that's the global uh, public health body that we, we turn to for references. And this data is uh, almost, it's over two weeks old from March the 3rd. They, the World Health Organization reported 87,000 cases um, since the beginning of the epidemic. And of these, a little less than 3,000, 2,977 or 3.42% have been fatal. About 92% or 79,000 cases were recorded in China. So that was two weeks ago. As of yesterday, they reported a little over five cases. So we got the handle on this pretty quickly in China. And we'll talk about what other countries have done, China, uh, Italy, and how we can learn from them and how we are learning from them and how we're finding out since we know the mode of transmission, which is person-to-person uh, -person coughing, uh, touching them, uh, uh, having the virus remain on the surface, and then touching that surface, um, and hand washing, why that's so important, how we can uh, we slow this disease down considerably. So, and it looks like in China, they had aggressive isolation measures that lead to a drastic reduction, a drastic reduction in, in this, in this disease. And we're, we're finding that, we're finding that out, um, pretty, it's pretty common. So what do we talk about when um, we get the, uh, the question is, are we going to, how do I know if I have this, this virus? How do I know it's not a rhinovirus or rotavirus or influenza or some other type of bacterial infection? How do I know that? Well, the symptoms kind of overlap. So unless we have testing, we really don't know. Uh, the symptoms could be mild. Uh, like a common cold, cough, sore throat, nasal congestion, just headache and general malaise, uh, just not feeling right. They could be severe, uh, fever, shortness of breath, productive cough with mucus. That's when the, the virus, it kind of, it uh, enters a secondary, almost like a secondary infection. It enters the, the lungs and becomes pneumonia-like. 
And specifically, this one's the COVID-2 SARS, COVID-19 virus, is concerning because it settles down in the lower lungs. And that, you know, that's that's a, a more serious type of pneumonia. So if that's the one thing we're, we're, we're screening for and that we can do, we can look for fever, we can look for shortness of breath, and we can look for cough, severe cough. Not just the common cold symptoms, although you can't disregard those, but those three specific ones, fever, shortness of breath, and then productive cough with mucus. Um, so what happens and how many people get this virus? It can spread very quickly. And we know that uh, we know that there are no um, vaccines as of right now. There are no medications, um, although uh, France, other countries are studying very intensely uses of older medicines for malaria, for HIV, even anti-inflammatories um, that they're looking at that this virus may be susceptible to. So there is hope on the way. Vaccines will be developed. There will be some immunity uh, that we have will develop. And that's another thing. We don't have immunity to this virus because it hasn't been around. Given time, uh, again, let me reiterate, this is a short-term problem, but we need to have long-term lessons learned from this. Um, there will be a vaccine. There will be immunity. Um, and it will be kind of like the swine flu. It might be incorporated into a current uh, in, uh, immunization that we give for influenza. So... Those are things that we can look forward to. Um, so what about if I get this? How do I know? Well, they say almost up to, if you look at the severity of this, um, who should be very, very concerned and who should be aware? I kind of separate those into two categories. First of all, who should be aware? Everybody, everybody. Um, this is a community problem we have. This is a world global problem we have. Yes. 80% of us will probably get the condition or get the virus and may have no symptoms at all, may have little sniffles, um, and we may test positive. So the, that's the good news. Of the 20% that are at risk, and this is what we're finding out, 15% uh, are very serious risk and five are critical risk. So think about that in terms of pneumonia and influenza. So if you have the flu, we don't usually succumb and die from the flu. It's the complications. It's the complications like pneumonia. So you can think of this virus the same way. The majority of us will, will get it, we'll get over it, but we need to think about and protect those that are at risk. Now, who are at risk? Um, the older we get, the more less immune function we have. So over 65, that's why a lot of the uh, immunizations for shingles and pneumonia that's why they're they're given to the um, uh, the geriatric population over sixty five. But let's look specifically um, at this COVID nineteen. Uh, who who is that that twenty percent that we, we need to really be be uh, be uh, aware of? Um, if we look at the most critical eighty plus years old, the confirmed cases were twenty about twenty two uh, percent of the population that, that were tested positive. And then 14, almost 15% um, had, uh, had died from this disease. So that is the most critical. We need to think about those that are 80 plus years old. What about 70 to 79? There's about 8%. 8 and then 60 to 69, it drops down to 3.6%. And compare that to somebody that's 30 to 39, that's 0.2%. So 
increases exponentially the the number of confirmed cases and 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 the mortality or death rate. Um, and of those, it increases substantially, almost fifty percent, if that individual has another what we call comorbid or other uh, underlying health condition, like chronic bronchitis, emphysema, heart failure, diabetes, and really, really uh, focus on the immunocompromised, those undergoing chemotherapy for cancer treatments, uh, those who have compromised immune system, um, if they have chronic kidney or liver disease. Um, so we need to, to take care, we need to be aware, and those are the, the population that need to be concerned. Those are the ones that really, uh, and I think we're doing a very good job of, of isolating those. Uh, give you an example. My mother lives in Grand Prairie in, in a, a senior complex, and they've pretty much been on lockdown where there's no visitors. And they're screening everybody very, very carefully, um, even the staff that works there. So they're doing a very good job, which, you know, that's one thing that, that I've noticed that we've kind of stepped up our game here um, locally and nationally. And we're doing a very good job of of stopping this virus at the beginning. And that's how we're going to stop it. We stop it by, because uh, the virus, it has to live on a host. It can't live, it can't live on, on a surface. It can't live in the air for just a, a short period of time. Now you may ask and you may hear, well, how long does that, does that last? Uh, how long does it last in the air? I heard that some, you know, it can last up to three days on a piece of cardboard. So anything shipped over here from China uh, could be infected. Well, we don't know. There's, you know, it, uh, we do, we, we can speculate. There's a lot of speculation going on there. And I think that's what's causing the, the, the panic. Um, but we need to look at it from a more scientific approach. We need to look at, use the evidence, use any data that we have. Um, and that, that's what we're doing. That's what our public health um, officials are doing. They're looking at it from what have other countries done? So let's look at the other countries. Let's look at Italy. Let's look at Iran. Let's look at South Korea. Those are the ones that have probably the most um, been, been publicized and, and had, had most notoriety. And, and what we did is we looked at, well, what is the demographics? What are the demographics of Italy? How large are they? What's the medium age? What's the, um, the life expectancy? Uh, and what's the obesity rate? So we did research on this and take, for instance, Italy. Italy has about 62 million people. Their medium age is 45.8 years old. And their, their, their expectancy is about 84. Yeah, that's their, their life, expectancy is 80, life expectancy is about 84 years old. Compare that to South Korea. South Korea is 51 million. Um, their median age is 42. So they're a little bit younger. Um, and their life expectancy is 82.5 years. And finally, let's look at Iran. Iran has about, they're the largest, uh, 83,000. Um, the median age is 30 years old, so they're very young, and their life expectancy is 74. Um, what I just gave you are just the demographics. Now, what you're going to find out is that people are reporting or making claims um, that, well, we're not like any of these countries, so, um, but we can learn from these countries. Uh, we've learned that um, China, we didn't do a demographic on China because that's where it originated, but China we know um, is a very, as far as diversity, uh, they're not real diverse. 
Iran is not real diverse. Italy is a little bit more. America is definitely diverse. So that's why we can say, yes, America is basically a combination of all of these countries. So what can we learn from that? Well, we learned is that isolation, we learned that um, the distancing, preventing this virus from spreading, bottom line, that's what will stop it. So the, the hysteria, the panic, um, I think we can take that at, in a measured, pragmatic approach. Um, but we need to be prudent on, on, our, on our precautions. And that starts with, number one, thinking about the other person, thinking about others that are more at risk. And just as a family member, you want to protect them. Even though you may not be at risk, they are, and you could cause them to be at risk. So that's why all these precautions, covering your mouth, don't go out if you're sick, uh, wash your hands. And I'm going to add that at Flyer Mountain Pharmacy, we say take your vitamins. Um, boost your immune system. If you have a compromised immune system, especially. We like, specifically, we like vitamin C, vitamin D, elderberry, and probiotics. But by, by any means, that is not the least. Um, but that's a good start. Um, so in conclusion, um, let me reiterate. This is a very serious virus, COVID-19. It spreads so fast, we don't know about it, uh, how it works, how it operates. Um, it is a short-term problem. The more preventative measures we do up front, the shorter it will be. Uh, I can't make a statement on how long it will be. Uh, I'll let the, uh, the public health officials do that. And the last thing is we need to learn lessons. We need to learn lessons what other countries have done. Um, we need to learn that the main lesson is, is just good common sense as far as good hygiene, uh, again, washing your hands, covering your mouth, uh, keeping your immune system, keeping it, it healthy. Those are the things that are going to help us come back to a, a happy and healthy and normal life. Thank you for listening, and um, hopefully we'll talk again.